Welcome back, HVAC On Air listeners. We are here today with another episode with Jennifer Butch and What's New with Regs. Welcome back, Jennifer. Thanks, Lindsay. Today, listeners, we're just here with Jennifer, and we're going to talk a little bit about efficiency and what that looks like in the landscape of regulations. Tell us a little bit more, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm by myself today. It's you know, <laughs> I know. No, no friends wanted to join us today. Oh, I know. It's so sad. It is sad. But well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> I think we can cover efficiency regulations alone. So, as Lindsay mentioned, you know, in previous episodes, we focused a lot on refrigerants. And that brings us to the question we left off with last time, which was what about efficiency? Are there any new efficiency regulations on the way? And the answer is yes, there are. Um, and today we're going to transition our focus to those energy efficiency regulations and what impacts we expect those might have in the next three years, both from the residential standpoint and also commercial. So air conditioning and heat pump. Because different things are happening in each, each one of those yeah. applications. Of course. And then as we look at these emerging efficiency regulations, and even historically over the last few years, we've seen this transition to more emphasis on part load efficiency. And so, and that trend very much continues as we look ahead. Okay. So what types of things are you seeing as you're looking ahead? On the residential air conditioning and heat pump side, we do have regional requirements. These initially were put into place in the 2015 timeframe. And the Department of Energy basically separated the country into three regions, north, south, and southwest. And, you know, for most people, that probably isn't a huge impact unless you do business in more than one region, in which case you might need to be aware of the and subtle there, differences. Yep, now there could be a problem. Yeah. And so looking ahead to the next federal minimum energy efficiency regulation, there will be a one SEER point increase, or that's roughly 7% for the minimum efficiency. So that means if you're in the North today, you have a minimum SEER rating of 13. And if you're in the South, it's a minimum SEER rating of 14. So you basically would bump up. The North will be 14 SEER and the South would be 15 SEER. That could have major impacts then on what somebody is installing or which products they're even suggesting to install, correct? Right. So In the North, we have 14 SEER equipment today, just not the federal minimum. From an inventory perspective, for sure, and a customer communication, I mean, all your brochures, everything, like from an implementation standpoint, there's a lot of things that will need to be transitioned to meet this 2023 regulation. But from a practical side, the equipment isn't going to look that different. Tremendously different. Yes. It's going to look and feel much like it does today. There might be some subtle differences. You know, each OEM is going to look for the most cost-effective way to get that additional sear point. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, they have equipment in the market today, but it's just a redesign opportunity that most of them will take advantage of, right? Right. It's going to become their new high-volume product. They'll want to optimize that as much as they possibly can. And this will take effect January 1st of 2023, Although, again, there are some regional differences. So in the South and Southwest, this is based on install date. And in the North, it's based off of manufacturing date. Oh, which are two very different dates. <laughs> yes. So in the North, you might expect inventory buildup ahead of that transition date, because if it was manufactured prior to January 1st, 2023, you could still install it. But in the South, you wouldn't want an excess inventory because of the install date being your cutoff after January 1st, 2023, you could no longer install any equipment that you had left over in inventory. And so, yeah. So leading up to this, each 
OEM will fill their channel appropriately Mm -hmm. based on the region where this equipment is. So depending on if you do business in the north or in the south or southwest, leading up to this regulation, you might see some subtle differences. But to your point, depending on if you're somebody who's on the border between those states, you know, that could get pretty complicated on how you decide to keep your inventory. Right. Because you could do more inventory in one area and further install there, but other areas you can't. So it makes it even more complicated. But interestingly, you could shift. So if your federal minimum today in the South is 14 and you're on that border of North-South, for example, okay, and your federal minimum in the North in 2023 is going to 14, you might be able to reallocate that inventory. So in a way, it might be a blessing if you're on a border. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you could <laughs> you can kind of shift. You could have other opportunities then too. But not to be outdone by the fact that there's this complexity of install versus manufacturing date, but there's another issue that's coming in 2023 that we all need to be aware of, and that's that the test procedure to which we test air conditioning and heat pump equipment is changing, and the impacts of that are a little more significant, which means instead of SEER, the new equipment in 2023 will be rated on a SEER 2 basis or an HSPF 2 basis or an EER 2 basis. And so your tag on your equipment, that label is going to be redone and indicate that SEER 2. And so if you're thinking, you know, why was this done? Well, the Department of Energy outlines a test procedure that each of the manufacturers have to follow when rating their equipment. It's to give you that apples to apples comparison from one unit to another, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it allows homeowners to make trade-offs on efficiency. They can pay a little more and get a little higher efficiency piece of equipment and just to allow that transparency. Well, the Department of Energy felt like the static pressures currently used in the test procedure weren't high enough, that there were actually longer duct runs and a lot of these ducted systems than what the test procedure would be indicative of. And so as a result, in 2023, this all gets built into the test procedure, and therefore the watts associated with that equipment increase. (laughs) And so the actual performance, the rated number that comes out of that test procedure is a little lower. So okay. if you if you kind of connect the dots, you know, 14 CR today will be comparable to 13.4 CR2 in 2023. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean that's kind of a significant difference especially if you're looking at ratings and what your minimum install rate is. Right, right. So when we talk about the inventory transition, not only do we have to worry about you know, install date of do you have a buildup ahead? Your equipment now has to be rated with that new test procedure as well. There might be a period of time where we see equipment that's rated both on today's test procedure and the future 2023 test procedure with both SEER rating and SEER 2 rating for that same piece of equipment. Interesting. So for folks that have inventory still that's only rated with SEER, I mean, what options do they have? I think they'd work with the OEMs to figure out if that equipment has been re-rated. But I do think the OEMs will be working ahead into their channels to make sure that, you know, maybe six months ahead or whatever, they're trying to push out that older equipment and build out the the inventory on the new rated equipment. Yeah, just because they're aware of this, right? So they're going to manage that appropriately. Okay, Leading up. So ahead of this 2023 (laughs) transition, you will start to see equipment rated differently. Wow. Okay. Interesting. We've talked from a residential perspective. What does it mean on the commercial side? What's happening with efficiency there? 
the part load efficiency is really where we see the focus in this regulation as well. So another 15% increase in IEER, and just to refresh everyone's memory, you know, that this is all part of a negotiated rulemaking that took place in 2015 with the OEMs and various stakeholders. You had energy advocates and utilities and a a bunch of other stakeholders that are always part of this development process and and have input. And they agreed on a um, a two-phase implementation. And so the first set of standards went into effect in 2018, so not too long ago, just a few years ago. Yeah. And then this next set was agreed to for 2023. And so again, we have another 15% increase coming January 1st, 2023. Okay. Now, on the commercial side, it's a little easier. No regional energy efficiency <laughs> no requirements region. to deal with and oh, no well, new test nice. procedure. <laughs> so much more straightforward. Okay. And so what we anticipate the effect of this regulation likely to be is you'll see some technology changes, especially when we're talking the compressor technologies inside. So we'll probably see a transition into even more modulated compressor technologies, even at the base efficiency levels, two-stage, tandems, trios, variable speed, that sort of thing. Okay. And then you obviously also have other requirements that enter into play and other considerations besides just the federal minimum. So sometimes we think of like Title 24 in California, what are their requirements? Right. Do you need an economizer? Like there's other pieces that kind of fit into this energy efficiency and what the equipment designs look like to meet different energy regulations across the country. So long story short, there's a lot of different options. There's a lot of new things that are coming our way. And some of it is more complicated than other parts. But everyone in the industry is aware of these. We're doing our best to get to get the word out there. And there are places people can go if they're wanting to learn more. Absolutely. Emerson, you know, we're doing Lots of educating ahead of these 2023 regulations from a compression standpoint, how that might impact the systems. All the OEMs are redesigning systems today. They'll be communicating the same way they always have with, you know, prepping the channel for these new releases. So, yep, I think this is just your heads up. It's coming and you'll start to hear more about it. And so and those of us that are further in the channel will help keep you prepared. That's right. Well, It's been wonderful to have you here today, Jennifer. Will you leave us with a question of the week? Oh, yes, of course. So in talking energy efficiency, I guess the question I'd like to focus on next time is as we work to reduce overall energy usage, what does the future of efficiency look like? So right now, you know, we're focused more on regulating components, but is that how we always think it's going to be or are there changes coming? (gasps) This is so interesting. I'm already excited for next time. So thank you again for being here. And as always, listeners, if you want to hear more, we have multiple episodes talking about refrigerants and state-by-state regulations in earlier episodes. Please take a listen to those. And as always, you can find us at ac-heatingconnect.com or follow us at Copeland Scroll on Facebook and Twitter. Till next time. 